It's just the purest form of expression that they have given to you, which you can now take over and over again. You can take this emotion from. So in the same essence, we can dig deep into our subconscious. We can dig deep into the areas that we are hurting from, write them down, burn it and release it. Dismiss of that negative energy. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday. A lovely Friday into the weekend. Very grateful for a Friday. It's been a, a long time since I've done a full week. I don't want to say of hard work because it hasn't been hard work, but I've just been forced to get up early um, for someone else. And I'm not used to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to getting up for me. I'm happy to get up for myself early, but it's been a, a bit of a change getting up for someone else early every day of the week. Um you might know that I've been traveling for years and I've been an, on, an entrepreneur and um, sort of been self-employed and self-resilient a little bit since starting my travels. But coming here, having a family now and trying to sort of settle back in into a more sustainable and future-driven lifestyle, um, I've got to do the smart thing and find a happy balance. And so I've got myself a part-time job. And yeah, like it does involve early mornings and consistent early mornings. And it's it's a change. It's a change. I mean, I'm I'm extremely grateful that I've had the opportunity to have so long kind of without the need for work. And I really can't complain at all because it's you know three hours standing outside listening to music. It's not the worst. It's a bit cold, but that's about it. But it's um yeah, my body's getting used to it, it's getting used to the routine again. It's a change. And so today I'm very grateful for change. Um, I think it's often we fear change. Lots of people are scared of it. I know lots of people in Germany in particular, um, they hate change. Anything new, anything different, it's it's very well protested against. But I love it. I think it's a great thing to embrace. I think it's something that we should all enjoy and try to incorporate more. Um, I think once we start to look forward to change, then we can start to really enjoy the growth that comes along with it. Um, sometimes it's not always for the best and we we learn from those, but most of the time it it expands our mindset, it expands um, our knowledge, and it expands our comfort zone. So today I'm grateful for change. If you can chuck in the chat a little bit of your gratitude as we do every morning. While I truly enjoyed our trip to celebrate Christmas with our adult children, I'm incredibly grateful to be back home and in my own bed. Nice. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it's... It's an interesting thing for me because I was traveling for so long. Um, I forgot, but since I've moved here, I've got myself a nice, really nice bed. And then we went on a holiday 
we've been on a few holidays and each time I'm like, Ooh, that's what it's like to have a nice bed at home. And then you do get back and you're like, Oh, this just feels like a nice cloud cuddling you of familiar, a cuddle of familiarity. I'm glad you enjoyed your Christmas. I'm glad you got to see your adult children. And our home is also so much quieter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Whenever I see my family, it's extremely loud. We've got a big, loud family. So we have the same sort of thing. Okay. Any more gratitude coming through? Otherwise, we'll give a bit of a recap and then we'll get into today. Grateful to be getting back to routine. As challenging as it's been getting up early to exercise. Yes, keep it up. That discipline is the key factor. I know how much it sucks. Like before I start my job, I get up, I do my push-ups, and then I jog to my spot, which is usually three or four K and it's like zero degrees and I'm getting out there. And there's been many times where I've gone, oh, this sucks. I do not want to do this today. But it's that discipline, that consistency that will end up giving you the results, Aaron. So keep it up. Good job. Well done. Good job on sticking to it. Exactly. Thanks for the support there in the chat. Yeah, routine can be very, very powerful, something that I've never really taken advantage of in my life because I've always been bouncing around, student, traveling, all those sorts of things. So it's it's different when you do have that nice routine, which is what I'm kind of getting into now. All right, so this week we've been talking a little bit. Um, on the start of the week, we were talking about comparison. We are talking about how comparison is the thief of all joy, the thief of all joy. Um, we're talking about how lots of the time when we compare, we're almost automatically putting ourselves into that negative um, state of mind, that negative position, because most comparison, unless it's against ourself, is really not beneficial for us. We are looking at others and going, why aren't I there yet? You know, what's that saying? We're comparing our chapter one to their chapter 15. So as if I was to say, you know, why aren't I a seven-figure trader yet compared to this person who's been doing it 15 years and I'm disappointed that I'm not at the same stage. And I think I spoke about this briefly as well. You know, Teresa had a very quick, she's obviously incredibly good at trading. She's had quite a short time frame in her trading success. But what we don't understand is the the backstory and the time beforehand and the five years she was spent in personal growth and all the other development she did before she got into trading, which prepped her for um, the trading environment. So we have to compare every single aspect of our life if we want to compare with someone else. So I um, I just want to reinstate the comparison to others is just self-sabotage, basically. The only thing we're doing by comparing ourselves to others is intentionally making ourselves feel bad. And so what I want you to do, and then we spoke about awareness and how, you know, if you imagine the awareness being that ball of light and how easily we can transition and decide to focus on positive or negative or different emotions, we understand how quickly we can decide to not compare to someone else, but maybe to compare to ourselves. All we have to do is have the awareness of our thoughts and then guide them into a place that puts us in a positive state of mind and in turn increases our energy levels and helps us perpetuate forward into that successful um, mindset or spiral, shall we say. So another thing I wanted to talk to you about um, just briefly on that was the, again, this was from, I think, Dan Departy. I still can't say his name properly, but I'm going with it. Uh, he was talking about how we are basically just an accumulation of experiences. 
But what we do is we associate emotions with each of those experiences. And what this does is it allows us to rethink about the experience whenever we so choose and thus re-invite that emotion or energy into our current being. Or we allow that experience to add to our identity and become part of our memory and give us fear um, from it happening again or excitement or joy or whatever emotion it is. So I really want you to think about this perspective of life being that we are the summary. We're just made up of all of our experiences since we can remember. And all it is, is our perception of that experience. So let's just say there's a car accident and you're in one car. This is an experience that happened and your perception of it could be that this other person's all to blame and, you know, they're a horrible person, blah, 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 blah. But their experience and their, their perspective of the exact same experience could be completely different. And so two people have had the same experience, but have got a different perspective on it, which is starting to layer into their identity. And all of these layers of experience connected to these emotions can sometimes be trapped there. And this is why going through your subconscious and trying to understand relationship with money or younger trauma or hatred for parents or whatever it is that you may have that you use to identify yourself or identify the person you currently are is just the emotion that's stuck to that experience. And so one really good exercise for this that uh, he was explaining that he often does as a monk is he will write the experience down, write it down on paper. And what you're doing then is you're actually reliving that moment and bringing all that emotion back up. And it took me a while to agree with uh, his idea behind this. But as you're writing it down on paper, what you're doing is you're transferring that emotion that's trapped within somewhere. Because as soon as we think about that experience, what happens? The emotion comes firing straight back. That fear, that sadness, that anger, whatever it is that's inside you comes firing straight back up. So as we're writing it down, we're reading through this. We're reliving it. We're getting those emotions out. And then he tears it up. He burns it. And he sort of lets it go. And with that he uses it as symbolic release of this emotion. So it's a way to dive into the subconscious area and bring it out from there to try and release some of these subconscious beliefs or values that we base ourselves on to progress forward. And now they were talking about a similar thing in um, the seven habits of highly successful people. I think that's what the title is. Um, I was listening to that on Audible and he was saying how that Writing is the connection between the conscious and the subconscious. So as we write down some of the things that are on our conscious mind, what happens is the subconscious starts to bring back other memories. And as we continue to go through the process, it brings back all these other subconscious aspects of it, these emotions, these other traits or behaviors that we may link to that, this identity, which we may connect to some of the things that we've had in our past. And from there, as you're writing it down, it starts to come out and we can really dig deep into ourself, into our subconscious, into some of these beliefs and behaviors that we've been talking about quite a bit lately and find a way to bring them to the forefront, bring that awareness to them, bring them to the conscious mind and onto paper. And then you can um, burn burn that paper and, and let it go. And he, he went on to say that, you know, some people might think that's crazy. How can emotion come from the mind through the hand onto the paper and then be dismissed um, as energy into the 
into the ether well obviously as you light it the heat the um the fire the light all that sort of stuff is energy transferred from the paper Uh, but his example was which i found quite funny and this was one that was hard for me to get my head around but I, i tend to agree in the concept that you know anyone who's got children they will bring you a card for your birthday or they do a diy birthday present and um you know, it's this painting, they've taken a bit of cardboard from the back, they've scribbled on it. You know, usually it looks like absolute junk and it's just dog's breakfast everywhere. You can't sell it for anything. It's not valuable for anything, but what is it? It's yours. And then for those who have kids, put some ones in the chat if you've ever received one of these incredible pieces of art. <laughs> yeah, we got some ones. Okay. And would you... I mean, it might, maybe over years it's different, but at that time you keep that bit of art, you keep that, um, you know, piece of work that they've done and you don't want to throw it out. Why? Why do you not want to throw it out? The value of it, the numerical value is next to nothing, but it's the love and the emotion that they have put into that piece of art I still have most of them. There you go. I was going to ask that question next. Do you still have them? Still have lots of it. Still have lots of it. It's sentimental. Why? Because they have taken their emotion, their energy, their love, and they have put that into this bit of work. Now, this bit of work has zero value to anyone but you because that is their emotion, their energy, and their value in this bit of card. And so you can see using that example that there is a way to transfer energy, love, and emotion into a piece of really unvaluable um, cardboard that holds value to you now because what is it? It's a transfer of emotion. And then when you look at that, you get emotion from it. You go, oh, my child did this for me. How cute. And what happens? You get filled up with love. You get filled up with positive energy. And so just looking at this thing makes you happy because your child put the energy and love into it, which now you get out over and over Again, from looking at it, they are. A great example is those are such a pure form of their true expression. Exactly. It's just the purest form of expression that they have given to you, which you can now take over and over again. You can take this emotion from. So in the same essence, we can dig deep into our subconscious. We can dig deep into the areas that we are hurting from, write them down, burn it and release it. Dismiss of that negative energy. And, you know, you may still have emotion when you think of that experience, but it'll be less. And he goes on to say, you know, sometimes the more traumatic things, do it three, four, five, six times. Because the more you relive it, the more you bring out that emotion, the more you bring attention to it and awareness to it, the more you have the ability to transfer that negative energy and emotion that you've got into dismissal, into nothingness, into a, a relief, shall we say. But someone's in the chat, chat, if you've been in a situation where maybe there's been a conflict or someone said something, a close friend or family member, and there's a bit of conflict there and one of you needs to address it, but you're terrified because you're terrified of the conflict that's going to happen. Yeah, someone's. I think everyone's been there with a friend or family. It doesn't have to be major. could be it's minor. But then once you bring it up and it comes to the forefront, nine out of ten times, once that energy and emotion that's been trapped inside you about what could happen has come up 
it disappears and it's just like, oh, that actually wasn't anywhere near as bad as I was thinking it was. I'm so glad it's done. Uh, it's it's expelled. It's done. It's over. Put some ones in the chat if you've had that relief feeling. There we go. Some ones coming through there. So in the same essence that you've had this discussion with someone about something, making the decision was the hardest part. Exactly. It always is. Making the decision is always the hardest part. Once you fully let go of something or fully accept to take on something, then the path becomes easier. So we have to understand that we are just a summation of the experiences and the emotion we attach to those experiences. And through those experiences, we create an identity of ourselves. And knowing this, we have the ability to shift our identity, shift who we want to become, shift our subconscious beliefs and values that we hold through because of these experiences and project ourselves into a completely different direction, whichever way we want to go. The last thing I want to talk about here, um, once you have decided and made that decision, great segue, Deanna, thank you. Once you have made the decision, which is the hardest part, and you want to go into a new direction, um, the other thing that I was listening to, and I believe this was also in Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, was the idea of creating a mission statement. Now, I really like this concept because it's kind of, to me, the more I was thinking about it this last day and a half, the more I think of it now as a part two to understanding your why. Once you understand why you want to do something, you can then understand and decide upon the values and core beliefs you want to hold through or hold on to while trying to follow this dream or goal, whatever it is. So let's say for me, I want to become financially free through trading. Why? So I can hang out with my son, spend time watching him grow up, be there in the important times, and generally just have the freedom to watch him grow and help him as best I can. So that's my why is my son. But then the mission statement to this could be, where is my focus? My number one priority is that time with son or is it? the fast increase of finances. So I can say in my mission statement that regardless of all else, I want my pure love to come across to my son. So from this, I can go, okay, my mission statement is my why being him and my um, value to be based around being there for him. When an opportunity comes up like, oh, here, you can come and do overtime at work, but you may miss, you know, your son's play afternoon, which you'd booked for him clearly i'm a new parent i haven't really got the lingo down um then you decide you go no my mission statement was to be there for the growing up times my values and my beliefs stick with that i'm gonna have to say no to the extra bit of money and just work my ass off during other times and so this mission statement it's often a very good thing in business where you've got other employees and you can all kind of come up in agreement with each other about how you want to run your business you know are you money driven? Are you sales driven? Are you customer driven? Whatever it is, where does your core values and beliefs lie? And you can do this with the family. You can have a family mission statement. You know, do we want this family to be successful and work hard? Or do we want them to be very loving and closed off? Or do we want to be very open and go out and do as much as we can? Whatever it is between you and your family or you and your business or you and your coworkers, this idea of a mission statement is a really good thing to kind of lock your core values and beliefs into. So once you know your why, you can add values and 
a belief system into how you're going to kind of do and achieve this, um, this goal, whatever it is. And this stops you from, I think, losing your purity. Um, it stops you from being manipulated by others and having your self compared to, if you know why you want to do something, what you're going to do and the core values and beliefs you're going to hold while doing that. I think you become unstoppable in my opinion. And I will, I will stand by this and you can hopefully watch my growth and ex, ex, you know, expansion with these three key aspects of knowing my why, knowing what I want to do, and then knowing the core values and beliefs that I'm going to hold on to throughout the course of this objective. Does that make sense to people? Hopefully I haven't lost anyone. Check some ones in the chat if you're still following along. And if not, that's okay. I can go and explain myself again. Yes, yes, okay. So what I want to put to you, I'm you've heard me harp on about your why over and over again, and I'm going to continue doing it because I feel like it's one of the most important things to hold on to. But if you have your why, I want you to take that, that step further and... I don't know, take it to your partner, take it to your family, take it to the people you live with and suggest making a mission statement in your family. And you don't have to call it mission statement if you think that's too, um, I don't know, commercial or business, you can call it whatever you want. But what are the core values and beliefs that you want to live by? A really good example, if you've got no idea, is to, we're just going to finish this five minutes off with a little bit of a visualization. So I want you to close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths in. And now I want you to imagine yourself, you're walking into a funeral. Okay, so we're walking into a funeral. Imagine seeing the flowers. Imagine seeing friends, family there. You know, you can visualize the casket at the front. You can feel the tension or the emotion in the room. And then you get up to the casket and you look down and you see yourself. Now, this is yourself in 10, 20, whatever time frame you want to put on this. But then I want you to ask yourself, what are they going to say about me? What do I want my friends to say about me? What do I want my work colleagues to say about me? What do I want my family to say about me? There's people who are going to get up and speak and you know do their eulogies. What kind of impression do you want to leave on those people? If you were to pass away in the next three to five years, unexpectedly, what is the impression that you want to leave with those who are closest to you? And your answer to that is going to be based around the core values and beliefs that you have and the way you, you feel you want to live your life. For me, I want people to say that I lived, that I was happy, that I may have gone early, but I was making the most of it, you know, taking the experiences, sharing happiness, giving value. These are the common things that I hold, I, I hold high in respect for myself and for everyone else. So these are the basis of the, the values and beliefs that I have that I feel is, is good nature, is, is the way of, of life, I guess. And if you can answer those questions, what you want other people to, to say about you, 
then you're going to get a good understanding of where your values and beliefs lie as well. So I know it's a somber experience, but it's also one that can be very eye-opening and can cut right down to where you truly, truly believe your values lie and the things that you want to do and share. So it's been a great week. I've really enjoyed um, some of the discussions this week. I really appreciate the continuous group that's showing up. Now, next week, I will be coming back Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So we'll be having a Monday off and Wednesday off as well. And that may be the steps forward that I go continuing on here. Um, things are just getting very busy on my end and I want to make sure that I don't overwhelm myself. So next episode of the success shift will be on Tuesday next week. I think that's the 31st. Um, there are a couple of things we discussed, you know, understand your why, go over it again. I've got mine written down here, but then go over your mission statement. Try and think about those values and core beliefs. Try not to compare yourself and try to bring your awareness to the positivity, the positive emotions, the positive concepts in your life. Other than that, let's go trade, finish off Friday strong. Um, you know, look at where you are for the week. If you're up, you can always have a Friday off. Nothing wrong with that. Um, for everyone who's not trading with us, I love you all and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much for another amazing week. And yeah, see you all on Tuesday. All right. Thanks. Bye.